There's a reason why you separate military and the police. One fights the enemy of the state. The other serves and protects the people. When the military becomes both, then the enemies of the state tend to become the people. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space, a podcast from a couple guys who uh, think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason. I'm Red. This week we're discussing Battlestar Galactica Season 1, Episode 2, Water. Water, water everywhere. Yeah, they uh, they kind of ram that imagery down your throat, don't they? Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So, before we get into the episode, though... I do want to, it kind of relates to the episode. Well, it actually relates to the episode. Let's save that towards the end. All How right. was your week? It's all right. Trying to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Feeling a little under the weather. I'm sure everybody says that everywhere they live, the weather's crazy. Yeah, but it's really crazy where you live. Yeah. Anywho, no, it's been all right. How's your week been? Not too bad. Really, really Good. busy, but any uh, any sci-fi news you read this week? No, but I did see a book that uh, Dr. Tyson put out a while back I want to get. Ooh, what's that? Uh, I want to say it's like astrophysics for dummies or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Actually, looks uh, good. All right, well, let's uh, get right into the episode here. So we open up. And You're on a ship with light speed ability, and you can't make water. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Tr- trust me, we'll get to that in space. God, that's stuck in my craw. Yeah. So we see Boomer sitting in a what looks to be like a supply room of some sort. She's soaking wet, and she's just kind of staring off into space. It looks kind of like she's in shock. She kind of comes to her senses opens up a duffel bag and sees a a towel inside. Well, that's awfully convenient. She's sopping wet, and now she has a towel. So she pulls out the towel, and wow, there's a bomb. How convenient. You're sopping wet, you have a towel and a bomb. It's a detonator, not a bomb. No, that was a bomb. It was a detonator. detonator. No, it was a detonator on a brick of C4. Ah, okay. So that, that, that constitutes a bomb. Uh, Boomer starts to freak out. Uh, I guess she doesn't realize what's going on. Uh, walks down the hall, goes into uh, what looks to be another supply closet, pulls out a briefcase, and opens it up. And inside there's a whole bunch of other detonators. Only it looks like there's about seven others missing. Or seven detonators total missing, including hers. So she puts hers back. And then we switch over to... Oh, we we switch over to Ty. So Colonel Ty is looking at a whiskey bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Get used to that shot. (laughs) Yeah. But Colonel Ty is actually measuring how much whiskey he has left in the bottle by how oh, many yeah. fingers he has. So he's got Time this of marker. war, man. <laughs> he's 
got this marker and he puts his finger up to the bottle and and you know traces along his finger okay that's one finger and then he puts his finger on top of the mark and traces along that again it looks to be about seven fingers worth of whiskey that he's combat rationing yeah so he's gonna have to be rationing a little bit especially if that's his last bottle we switch over to can't make water which means they damn sure can't make whiskey that's true, but we don't know that they can't make water yet. So, I mean, as far as we know, they've got plenty of water. Well, we'll find that out here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we switch over to Apollo, who's haunted by the destruction of the Olympic carrier that Aww. he helped to destruct. Yeah, he's he's got some sad. Get him uh, right in the feels. Yeah. He uh, goes to his dad for, you know... Kind of a father son. Hey, I, stuff. I'm not feeling great about this, Dad. You know, and I think Adama's advice was basically to ah, suck it up. Suck it up. <laughs> Just suck it up. This is what we do. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, Adama isn't the most caring or feeling of people at this point. Um, we get a shot of the president's ship. Uh, she's docking with the Galactica. It looks like she's having a visit. Um, she's on the bridge giving a, a nice little speech to all the bridge crew and flexing her political muscles. Uh, Dama's giving a report on their water recycling efficiency. Apparently the Galactica, as advanced as it is, uh, doesn't, or, well, they have near 100% re- water recycling efficiency. So they, they really don't lose much water, if any at all. Now... We'll contrast Not without a little this, help. Yeah. We'll contrast with this with the fact that later on we find out they can't make water. They can't. They can recycle every single drop of water they have, but they can't make new water. Right. So keep that in mind. Oh, it's in there. Boomer's freaking out. We switch back to her. She's talking to the chief, and now the chief is freaking out because Boomer tells her or tells him that uh, she had a bomb in her briefcase and that there's six other detonators missing. And about that time, uh, there's some explosions happening. And there's a whole bunch of water leaking out into space. So you get It a does nice, that. It does that whenever you punch giant holes into the hull. It does that. That can so, happen. Well, yeah. I mean, you figure that the water tanks are a pressurized system. Sure, yeah. You punch holes into the hull on the outside of the Galactica where the water tanks are. Yeah. And water's going to spew out. Now, one of my questions is, why did you put your water tanks on the outside of the hull (laughs) on a warship? (laughs) That's where things tend to hit the warship whenever you go into battle. You know, outside of the hull. There is one. There is one. What? Um, They use nukes in this universe. Um, On submarines, they've got a pressure hull. Yeah. You're basically, you've got your inner hull where all the crew and the equipment is, and that's resting inside a shell, a second hull. Uh Uh-huh. And so if you're taking a lot of ordnance, if you have something on the outside, that would act as armor it would help disperse the impact and the energy and but not water 
water actually transfers energy really efficiently. Well, I'm just saying for maybe the weapons they use, they're just going to use that like you know for the nukage, and they can spew the radioactive water out. Well, then why didn't they put the water on the entire outside of the hull and not just these two pockets at the front of the ship? On now the, on you're the now you're getting nitpicky. Oh yeah, I'm so. just trying to help. Yeah, no, it was it was a dumb design decision. So, I mean, you don't put your essential life your essential life support functions on the outside of a fucking warship. Yeah, we don't even do that in biology. We have like an endoskeleton with a rib cage and Yeah, yeah, we, we protect <laughs> our vital organs. It protects shit. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But, you know, water, who needs it? Right. So we have a boom, lots of water leaking out. Damage control team comes in afterwards to ex- uh, assess the extent of the damage. Uh, we get a report from uh, Gata that 60% of the water was lost. Adama ini- uh, immediately initiates a, a rationing. Um, so it seems that the other ships are dependent upon the Galactica for their water stores. Now, Another question that I have is these are all ships with FTL capabilities. Yeah. They're all rather large ships with extended cruise times. So you figure they're going to be out in space for a long time. Sure. Especially if they have FTL capabilities. These are long range ships. Why the fuck wouldn't they have their own recyclers? Mm, They like that spring water. Yeah, they must. So not only does the Galactica not have a water production system, it's got a water recycling system, but then none of the other long-range ships have water recycling. This makes no sense. This episode was so frustrating, it makes no, absolutely no fucking sense. But anyways, we do... We do get smoking and drinking in this episode, though. I was yes, so we excited. Do. So the first, well, Ty wasn't technically drinking, but he was definitely planning on drinking because oh, yeah. he was measuring out his his uh, his whiskey rationing. But the first person that we see smoking and drinking is Gaius in the situation report uh, meeting. So we see Gaius smoking what looks to be like a really thin cigar or like a cigarillo. It's and, a blunt, man. It's a blunt. And I'm sure it was probably water that was in front of him, but it looked like a couple splashes of vodka. So I'm going to go with a couple splashes of vodka. You can say it's water, but you're wrong. <laughs> so the chief goes up to give his report. They found burn marks around the holes. Um, initially during the damage control or the damage assessment party, they, they found some, some burn marks around some of the... the um, the hull. He tried to play it off, but during his uh, report of the assessment, he actually does say that yes, the 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 hull breach was caused by explosions. There were five explosions in the hull. There are six detonators missing, so there's one detonator still out there that we haven't accounted for. We're working with the master. So we of arms. must have disgruntled passengers. Right. Right. Yeah. We're working with the Master of Arms. 
to figure out, you know, who might have taken these detonators, but our security has been fairly lax and we don't have logs on who's gone in and out of the weapons stores. They're Why would you want to do that? Yeah. I mean, pfft, nobody, why not give everybody access to that? We're all human. Right. Right. But he did put guards on it now. So we're going to close the barn doors after the horses have already left. Right. That's a good uh, one. Did you write that one? That's a I did. good one. I I'm did. I'm going to jot that yeah. one down. I'm, uh, I'm pretty good at metaphor. Yeah, you are. So, yeah. So they're nearby five star systems. Uh, they decide to send raptors out to each of the star systems to do a survey to see if there's any planets in those systems that have any water that they can drop by and, and grab. Uh, Ty gets up and does his report. He was asked a question by the president, and it was kind of a speculation-type president. You know, what do you think our chances are of finding water on any of those planets? And he's like, so... You're asking me to speculate because the galaxy is a big place. It's pretty sparsely populated. Uh, so Ty is getting a little salty. Adamo is like, uh, just answer a question, smart ass. And <clears throat> Rosalind's just taking it, you know, with a, a slight smile like, ah, I don't like you now. <laughs> and Gaius gives a brief report on the amount of food and water it's going to take to uh, feed and uh, hydrate their population of a little over 46,000 citizens for a week. And it That's was, all right. The way they're doing shit, that population is going to get smaller, so the reserves will stretch further. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, they're, <laughs> the loss of life is, is going to get out We of don't have too. enough shit! Oh, yeah, so the Olympic carrier. Yeah. They complained. <laughs> they did some complaining. Haven't heard them complain in a while. Yeah, they've been really silent and complacent lately. They have. They've been satisfied. All of their concerns have been answered. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. So, uh, Gaius is saying they're, they're pretty much fucked. Elo and Boomer. Oh, sorry. We uh, we switch over to Caprica. I was going to say, wow, we're back at Caprica. Yeah. So we switch over to Caprica now, and Hilo and Not Boomer are looking at the raptor that Not well, Boomer Well, no, he thinks it's Boomer. But it's Not Boomer. We know it's Not Boomer. I'm talking from this perspective of us. He may think it's Boomer, but it's Not Boomer. If it looks like a Boomer and it wiggles like a Boomer. It's Not Boomer. <laughs> It's not Boomer, and in this episode, you can tell it's not Boomer, because this Boomer, or not Boomer, is very assertive and is kind of getting the hots for Hilo, which we'll come to yes, she is. in a little bit. But, so they're looking at this raptor crawling with Cylons. This is the raptor that not Boomer came in on. Right, that's a negative. That's not a good. And uh, so they're trying to figure out what to do. And then we cut back over to Chief, who's... Uh, well, at this point, he's giving his his brief on the explosions that caused the breach. So Adama is saying, uh, we've got another Cylon on the ship. And they ask Gaius, 
about his efforts to sniff out the Cylons on the ship. And at this point, Gaius is having another day, daydream with Imaginary Six. And of course, they're overlooking. He should a know humongous... how to find a Cylon. All he's got to do is copulate with it. And if it starts glowing. That's right. That's right. So Gaius needs to start having sex with everybody on the ship. Men and women. Glow. Men and women. Absolutely. Start with the command staff. Everybody. I want to see 46... Adama's back go red. 46,000 people. He could he's got do some it. Work to do. He's got the he's got the lineage of Kirk. He can do this. <laughs> so he starts having a daydream uh, with six. imaginary six, and of course the daydream takes place in his house overlooking a humongous fucking lake. Yeah, imaginary six is in a hot tub. Oh yeah, more water. Um, and she's saying that, well. Yeah, so, I mean, there's tons of water in this episode, tons of water imagery in this episode, and they just ram it down your throat. I mean, it's not subtle. One of the themes of this episode is obviously water. Mm -hmm. Water is the main theme of this episode. Subtlety is not the main theme of this episode. (laughs) There's, I mean, of all of the imagery, the water imagery that they throw into this episode, none of it is subtle. So you've got... Gaius looking over this humongous lake at his lake house in his daydream with Imaginary Six. She's in the hot tub, and she comes out all wet and puts a towel around her. Mm-hmm. Boomer at the beginning of the episode is sopping wet. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Of course, the water imagery of the water escaping Galactica, I mean, that's not really water imagery. That's actually what happened, but it's the main focus of the episode later on you get not boomer and Hilo on caprica and they're drenching wet in a rainstorm having having sexy time around a campfire i mean it's it's just there's there's water pictures on the table in the meeting that they focus on i mean they they make it front and center it's it's like the character that's speaking at the time is off-center on the screen so that they have that water picture just out of focus but right in front of them. And, of course, it's it's on a perspective where the water picture is almost as tall as they are. It, yeah. Roger that. The, the design direction on this show with, yeah, with all the water imagery was just disconcerting. They wanted to make sure you were clear. Yes, yes. And I definitely was sick of water by the end of this episode. Do you think, a little bit of a side note, do you think that the sci-fi viewer is more discriminating than other viewers of cinema? In some respects, I do. Because I'm curious Um, if our perspective on this particular episode is unique or if it's more pervasive. In some respects, I think the, that a, a sci-fi viewer is somewhat more particular, um, especially when it comes down to, uh, you know, mechanics, uh, world-making rules, things like that. I mean, there are endless debates on the on the internet mm-hmm. of factions between, you know. Well, I mean, get a Star franchises. Wars fan and a Star Trek fan in the same room, and there's going to be a fight. Right. But even within the same uh, within the same franchise, you have, you know, Star Trek fans 
like us. I, I mean, oh, I'm not Star a huge Wars Star is Trek cool. fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but uh, you know, I prefer Kirk over Picard. And you're a Picard guy. I am but, a Picard guy. But you're wrong. So and I understand that, and I'm not going to get in the way of conflict. your delusions. It's okay. <laughs> I accept you for who you are. I mean, you even have a shirt that says you're wrong. So <laughs> This is true. It was given in love. It was. That is funny. But, I mean, even, even within factions, or even within franchises, you have factions within those franchises. Correct. So, Correct. so and they, and... You know, they sci-fi fans nitpick everything to death, which is exactly what we're doing here, of course. But they also, you know, carry with them biases. Um, sometimes they'll overlook some stupid shit because they're a huge fan of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever the whenever the Attack of the Clones came out, or not Attack of the Clones. Um, Oh crap! Episode one. Oh, the very first one with Baby Anakin. Yeah. What was that called? I just brain farted. Yeah. I've I've blocked this out of my mind. It was so bad. Well, it did have Maul. I liked Maul. Yeah. My God. Was this really so bad that I've totally blocked it out of my mind? I can't even think of it. The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. I just saw that, yeah. I had to look it up because I didn't know enough to give a shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if Qui-Gon was like talking to Maul? It's like, I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> I will I find, will find you. you. <laughs> I will force push you. <laughs> you will. Oh, you great. will stab me through the stomach. Oh, but I mean, so even the Phantom Menace, as bad as that movie was, there are people that defend it vehemently to this day because they're. Jar Jar was a Sith. Jar Jar was a Sith. Jar Jar was a mistake. He was a Sith Lord. It's like the drunken master kung fu movies. He was an idiot just for effect. Yeah. He was more powerful no, Jar- than Sidious. Whatever. Jar Jar was a Jar Jar was a Sith. <laughs> but no, I mean it's Yeah, I think that sci-fi fans are more discerning and in, in their media, but I also think that they overlook a lot of flaws because of bias and special effects. And no, not ne- not necessarily special effects, but because of bias and their their love of the franchise. Well, and I asked but, that I mean, because they asked Doctor Tyson. I was watching Doctor Tyson on that uh, really cool uh, YouTube podcast. Uh, uh, they're eating hot wings. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I've seen that one. And it's, I really enjoy that. I think they're idiots. I think of you every time they're eating that shit. Way too <laughs> hot, no flavor. Charlize <laughs> Theron was able to push through. I was impressed. Yeah, but uh, they're amateurs. Tyson asked him what his favorite sci-fi was. He says the best one I've seen so far is The Martian. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He said uh, it's it's pretty accurate in the science that it uses, so... 
He also no, said the Simpsons series. is good when it comes to math and science. Yeah, the Simpsons and uh, Futurama. Futurama actually had a lot of PhDs as writers on that show. That's why it was so uh, math and science oriented and why a lot of the math and science is actually real. In fact, I think, uh, yeah, there was a one of the writers on Futurama actually did his his dissertation as one of the episodes on that show. That's cool. So the first interplanetary ship that we truly make isn't going to be the Enterprise. They're going to name it the Homer. Right. <laughs> but now it's uh, another one of the, the <laughs> sci-fi series that I really like for their mostly accurate portrayal of, of science and physics is The Expanse. And not only do they have a really accurate portrayal of, of what it's like to live out in space and on different planets and asteroids, but the writing's really good, too. In fact, I'm so looking forward to that next season. And, of course, there's also space sex, but... I haven't seen either of those. You haven't seen The Expanse? Mm-hmm. That's a TV show, Oh, you need show, to pick right? up The Expanse. Yeah, that's a sci-fi show. I'll have to check it out. Yes, you will definitely need to check out The Expanse. It's, uh, I think, uh, season three comes on here in the next few months. Okie dokie. So, getting back to the episode. They can't make water. Can't make water. Dude, what? Oh my god, what if it was worse? It could have been ice. They may not have the recipe for ice. That's a disaster. How are they going to do their drinking? Uh, Room temperature. I mean, yeah. Fucking barbarians. You you can only do whiskey neat so many times before you need to mix it up. Yeah. And what if they have shitty whiskey? Oh, what if they need ice? God, what if it's George Dickel? Uh, uh, now I don't ever want to drink again. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, wild turkey. Gross. I swear that shit See was Matthew made on Matthew McConaughey a shilling that stuff now? I don't know who's doing it. I just know that Wild Turkey is engine cleaner. Yeah. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather mix is... Everclear or Moonshine than Wild Turkey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey is shilling that stuff now. He's got commercials out where you know he's trying to make Wild Turkey cool. Well, he can make anything cool. Ex- he's, he's a good old boy. He's a cool fella, but damn. He is a cool fellow, but anybody who's ever tasted wild turkey knows that there's no hope. There's no hope. You really need to learn how to develop opinions. <laughs> I should. Learn how to get out of that shell, man. Yeah, no kidding. All right, where were we? So, uh, back in the episode, Gaius is... Having his daydream, he gave his uh, report. Uh, Dom is asking him, you know, why haven't you further developed your your Cylon sniffing program? You, you, this is this is your job, right? And Gaius is like, uh, uh, and starts pulling shit out of his ass, and basically says, well, he doesn't have the resources. He doesn't have the chemicals. He doesn't have the personnel. He's just one man. There's forty six thousand people to look at. And Adama says, oh, well, if you need help, Gata will help you. How's I like that? Gata. I like Gata, too. He seems okay. I, like I mean, you don't know Gata. much about him. 
Yeah, I mean, we don't know much about him at this point. He's still kind of a one-dimensional space filler at this point, but but he's going to help Gaius Baltar now, so we'll see what happens there. Six, or imaginary six, is saying, ha, 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 you don't, you're, somebody's going to look over your shoulder now. Have fun with that. So we uh, we jump back to Chief and Boomer again, and I think this is freak out scene number three or four. (laughs) Chief is trying to keep Boomer from freaking out. She's freaking out. Uh, That's basically all that scene was. There, she's yeah. It's it's just a freak out scene. That's that's pretty much all they done. They've done this episode is is freak out. Either both of them freaking out. This is where you should insert a few seconds of that song by Le Chic. I just dated us, Uh, you know that. Oh, I know. Hugely dated us. So we jump to Rosalind and Adama. Uh, They're in his office or quarters. I'm still not sure yet. Maybe they're both. And they're having a little moment. She borrows or... He gives her a book because you don't lend books, um, and they're they're kind of you know bonding, forming their professional and personal friendships, things like that. Then we cut to Gaius who walks into, uh, I guess, the officers' mess or their their lounge bar. They want to call that the bar. Yeah, the bar. Where Starbuck and several other personnel are sitting around a table and they're playing poker or pyramid or whatever the hell they call that. Yeah, so, and Gaius about to get his freak on. Yeah, so Gaius is, uh, or uh, Gaeta is following Gaius and telling him, you know. Like a puppy. So happy to be working. Yeah, <laughs> Gaeta the puppy is following Gaius around saying, I'm so happy to be working for you, boss. I can't believe this is a great opportunity. You remember that, was, that Warner Brothers cartoon with a little yeah, puppy Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Build the bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I used to, I was uh, I was studying genetics in college, and I was going to do my doctorate in the in uh, the military extension program. Then I got my blah, first blowjob and said, "Fuck it." Hey Spike, how about we chase cars? Huh? Does that sound like fun? Yeah, yeah that wouldn't be no fun. <laughs> And Gaius is having none of it. So he walks into the bar and sits down and says, I want to be dealt in. And they were like, well, do you have any money? He was like, no, but I have this nice jacket. Right. So he throws down his jacket, dismisses Gaeta, says, don't let me keep you. (laughs) (laughs) Away, boy. Go bring me the head of a pig. Away from me. Someone get a fiddle. Get someone to fiddle for me. <laughs> and uh, Starbuck welcomes it in. She's drinking and she's smoking. In space. In space. And they're in space. So we've covered all three bases so far. Several times. I mean, this is the most drinking and smoking we've had in an episode yet. It is. I'm very excited. And soon we're going to have to start adding scrogging. Oh, that's right. Because you can't have drinking and smoking in space without lots of sexy time. Absolutely. It's a little mommy-daddy time. We're just wrestling. (laughs) It's a little hand-to-hand combat. We're just training. Um, Rosalind, we cut back to Rosalind and Adama. 
and they're talking about, you know, uh, kind of suppressing the civil unrest whenever they start rationing the water. Uh, apparently there's another ship or one ship that's already started to kind of revolt. Olympic after carrier, Olympic carrier. <laughs> yeah. And she says, well, you have the military and the guns. Why don't you go over there and, and stop that? And he made a very eloquent point about police versus military and said that, you know, we had separation between our police force and our military force for a reason because the military is to protect from enemies of the state. And the police force the police... is to beat up on the civilians. <laughs> no, that's not what he said. <laughs> that's that's what we do now. This is, this is in the future. Stormtroopers. This is in the future. So he said that the military was to protect against enemies of the state and that the police was to protect the civilians from uh, domestic crime. And that once you start having the military uh, act as the police force... Things get so much viewing... more efficient. <laughs> no! <laughs> they start viewing the citizenry as enemies of the state. Alright. Stop it. <laughs> not where they're going. That's not where they're going to go. That's the alternate universe. <laughs> right. Rosalind lets that little menopausal mustache start coming in. <laughs> Ty starts so walking. Ty starts walking with a club foot. <laughs> You're awful. Oh. All right. So we can't bring in the military. So we can't bring in the military. So, but it was actually interesting because he said, you know, I'll send some troops over. And she said, no, I won't let you. She took the she took the the hint. So uh, she's becoming a better president. She's understanding. Yeah, she's know, doing better. She really between, is between separation of of civilian and military duties. So she's a she's a representative of the people. Yeah, she's no longer wanting and, to give detentions for people not obeying classroom protocol. Right, right. And then we cut to a brief scene of Boomer and her. Radar guy, Rio, CO, whatever they call it here. Um, Boomer and Crash. Crash. Yeah. Is that his actual name? I think, I think that's his call sign. Yes, yeah, Crash. Wow. That's unfortunate. Well, he's a Rio, not a pilot. Maybe it's saying something. <laughs> You're not so bad we're going to drum you out, but you ain't flying. Give me the keys. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, we'll... If that's not his actual call sign, that's his call sign. <laughs> All right. So if Boomer and Crash are looking for water. Crash is finding zilch on his screen, and Boomer's got hits all over the place. It's like a yeah. Like and see, that's the thing that really like irritated me because like I remember when we were kids growing up, they basically told us water's like as rare as gold. That you know you can't have life without water. Liquid water is key, yada, 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 and, you know, very unlikely. And now we're, you, you can't throw a satellite anywhere in the solar system without finding ice and water. Well, that's because when we were kids and they were telling us that, the Earth was still the center of the universe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's okay. I remember Galileo. He was a nice guy. Yeah, wasn't too bad. 
So Boomer is getting hits all over the place, but she says, no, I'm not finding anything. She's a she liar. Kind of pauses. And we also get a, we also get a, uh, a shot of next to her seat and there's a bomb next to her seat and it's flashing. So yeah, it looks like detonator. boomers about to go boom. Yeah. Well, then it cuts to the next scene and Gaius and Starbuck are trading barbs around the table. Gaius is uh, saying, you know, I, my hand is shit and you probably got this one and Starbuck and her, uh, cocky arrogance is like, yep, yep, I've got this one, so you might as well just fold up now. And he was like, well, but if I do that, then, you know, nobody will have respect for me. I'll lose everything that I've wagered so far. I'll look like a chump. So I'm going to stay in. And she, and he calls. So she throws down her cards and says, I don't know, three in a run. I guess that's three of a kind, maybe, in poker parlance. I, I don't know. Three in a run, whatever this weird-ass pyramid game is. And, and uh, she uh, she starts to pull the winnings over towards her side, and he stops her and triumphantly says, I've got full colors, which I guess is like a full house. I don't know. Yeah, something. But it definitely beats her hand. And, yeah, uh, Gaius has just out-Starbucked Starbucks. Yeah, he has. Gaius gives her a nice little head fake. But he's a nice guy, so he gives her one of his really rare cigarillos. And she smokes it. And I'm not sure if this is the start of a beautiful friendship or if Starbucks just really pissed off at Gaius and will never like him again. But well, that and she wants to smoke. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, smoking and drinking in space, you can't do that without really rare, expensive cigarillos that will never be made again. Uh, we head back to the bridge. Uh, we're getting a report that none of the raptors in, uh, the, in four of the five sectors have found any water. There's one raptor left. Uh, that's Boomer's raptor, and they haven't reported back in yet. So then we cut over to Boomer. She's looking at her screen again. She seems like she's, you know, confused and course we see all of the hits on her screen of water it's like you know like a like a water park down there mm-hmm. There's kids and slides and fountains and that one guy that really shouldn't be there but he's wearing a t-shirt yeah and she's uh she's kind of shaking her head and she goes let's run our scans one more time it looks like she's fighting her programming here so we we understand that she's a Cylon. We, we we have for the last few episodes now. And all of the signs so far say that she's a sleeper agent that's been activated as she was found with explosives and loss and missing time. So she's probably the one that, that planted all those explosives that blew up the water tank. And now she's trying to sabotage the water finding mission by stating there's no water when there clearly is. But Fighting her program. They do the scan again. She finds buttloads of water again, but she's she's not able to say that she has. So then she starts inching her finger towards the bomb, but 
she makes a breakthrough. She's able to say, yes, we have, uh, we have water contacts. She pulls her hand away from the bomb, realizes what in the hell she was doing, and they jump back to Galactica. So then we cut over to Not Boomer, who's taking her no-glow juice, and her and Hilo are playing camp out in the rain. More of this stupid water imagery that we're just getting hammered down our throats at this point. Mm-hmm. And they start to kind of have these feelings and they're looking longingly into each other's eyes as they get this radio contact from uh, some military signal and on, on Caprica. And, uh, so it looks like uh, not Boomer and Hilo are, are having their own kind of moment. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, we cut back to Galactica. Uh, Boomer... Boomer gets out of the, the Raptor and kind of tells the chief in you know code, hey, you need to go check out my ejection seat because I think there's something wrong over there. And he just about, he just about delegates that task to somebody. She goes, no, you need to do it because... What, she doesn't trust anybody else to do it? I mean, I guess that's kind of a really red. I mean, we know why she's doing it. She she wants him to find the bomb, but there's no subtlety in this episode. None. But nothing's left to the imagination either. That's true. You don't have to work real hard. Right. So you can just kind of sit there and drool while you watch this episode. Uh, Chief finds the bomb. Uh, reports it to the the master at arms, and then we cut over to Apollo and Roslyn who are having a heart to heart. So Apollo's like, uh, you know, I talked to my dad, and or she says, no, yeah. So she says, you know, it, it's got to be hard. What we did, I made the call to have the Olympic carrier destroyed. You actually did the destroying. It's got to be hard. And he's like, yeah, I talked to my dad. He said to suck it up. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just sucking it up. And uh, she's like, you know, when the president, the previous president ever made a mistake, what he would do was he would write down uh, that situation on a piece of paper and put it in his desk drawer. And that that reminded him of all of the mistakes that he made, uh, but that we have to make decisions, and sometimes those are the wrong decisions. And she says, I don't have a desk drawer yet, but, you know, I'm putting it in my pocket. And my God, even their freaking Post-it notes have the corners cut off. <laughs> what is this society's problem with corners on pieces of paper. <laughs> their, their books are like that. Well, no, their books are rectangular. At least the covers I've, are. I've seen I mean, some books that have the, the corners cut, too. Really? In later episodes. Oh, my gosh. I understand. You know, this is a different society, but, geez, everything else is just about the same. Why make the paper stand out like a sore thumb? <laughs> But anyways, Rosalind and Apollo, you know, they, they talk. Uh, she says, you know, I need a, I need somebody to advise me on the military. I don't need a military advisor. Your dad's I need a that, girl need Friday. Somebody, yeah, I need somebody to tell me, you know, how the military works and, and advise me on their protocol. So Rosalind's offering Apollo a gerb, 
And Apollo says, yeah, I'll take your gerb. And then we cut to Boomer and Chief, who uh, have a little bit of a, some sexy time themselves. And then Boomer says, hey, did you find that bomb? And the Chief says, yeah, I gave it to the Master of Arms. And of course, this sparks Boomer freaking out again, because half of this episode is nothing but Boomer and or Chief freaking the hell out. Mm-hmm. He says, no, 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 it's okay. This will uh, This will take the pressure off of... You, I mean, it, it, it follows along on our own investigation. It's all good. So then uh, Boomer says, okay, fine. And then walks down the hall in kind of this, I don't know, menacing type way. I mean, I didn't, I didn't read well what, was, what she was trying to convey at, the, at this point. I mean, I didn't give much she was thought. freaking out. She was freaking out. And then she just starts marching down the, the hall. So I don't know. It, that was the end of the episode. I don't know. I didn't really like this episode much. <laughs> I didn't think you would. <laughs> the, the, the previous episode was really good. This episode was not, in my opinion. So it was, it was very heavy-handed. Uh, it was stupid. Um, I don't think it was well-written. Uh I think they were primarily looking for uh, character development. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of character development either. I mean, we get... Well, you've got the dichotomy between the two boomers. You're seeing that Gaius is getting boxed into more of a corner. You see that we have a development further in the character of the president. She's kind of starting to get a feel for what's going on. Um, right. We're further seeing the angstiness between Apollo and, uh, and uh, his daddy. But at the same time, Apollo's trying to make his own way through. And we find out that uh, Ty knows how to count with his fingers. That's true, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, that's, what, four characters out of a cast of, like, almost ten main characters at this well, point? Well, they also bring in uh, Gata. A lot more. They're starting to make him more no. significant. No, he is still a one-dimensional space filler character. They brought him in. He follows Gaius, and now we he know had that more he's lines than last time. He's a fanboy at this point. He's still one-dimensional. I mean, we knew that he was impressed with Gaius on what the second episode of the miniseries. Mm-hmm. So we 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 haven't learned anything new about Gata at this point. Other than he's a super fanboy. But we already kind of knew that from a previous episode. So there's been no real character development on there. We get a slightly deeper look at Rosalind and Adama. We get some uh, advancement of their professional and personal friendship. Um, We get a little bit more into Gaius. uh, But advancing his character is easy. He's a fucking sleazeball. (laughs) Um, and really, other than everybody acknowledging that he's, you know, highly intelligent, other than him being intelligent and a sleazeball, we, he's really just kind of two-dimensional at this point. I mean, we really haven't fleshed out anything. We, we don't have anything to empathize with on his character. So even even the worst villainous characters the really good ones you empathize with at some level. We don't do this with Gaius. We could 
we would probably all cheer and not give a shit if he got spaced. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, we do get some more character development from Apollo. We see that he's got a conscience. So that's good. Starbuck is still a one-dimensional, you know, rebel at this point. All she cares about is, you know, being rebellious. She's she smokes, she drinks, she plays poker, she cracks wise. She hits superior officers. Well, yeah, but she hadn't even done that in a few episodes. What the hell? Manicure. I mean, Ty is still one-dimensional. He's a fucking drunk. Yeah, we knew that. He's a dick. Yeah, we knew that. Okay. Uh, Boomer and not Boomer. We get some nice juxtaposition between those. Um, it looks like Boomer is 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 a, a a softer character than not Boomer. Bo- not Boomer is really assertive. Right. She's, yeah. uh, she's driven. She's a dom. Uh, <laughs> and Chief is still just Mister Fix It at this point. Yeah. Pretty good Hilo's, for this point in time. Yeah, Hilo is a damsel in distress. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's all we know about these characters at this point. So we're four episodes into the series, and we've got four characters that we really probably give a shit about. Takes a little time, but uh, they get developed. Okay. Not not much in this episode, though. Not much water either. That's true. They lost sixty percent of it. They're about to get it back. <laughs> but that's another contention that I have is this is an this is a society that's obviously far more advanced than we are. Yeah, they got they like have, flying cars and shit. Yeah, they have faster than light travel. They have long term um, space travel capabilities, but they don't have rudimentary water production facilities on these long range ships. Kind of like we have on the ISS. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like we have on the international fucking space station that can make its own fucking water to the tune of over 500 gallons a year. Uh, That's funny. I mean, it's a simple fucking chemical reaction called the Sabatier reaction. That makes fucking water from hydrogen out of carbon and dioxide. Yeah. No, carbon dioxide and hydrogen, which are both uh, waste materials on the International Space Station. They used to s- just throw that shit out into space. Mm-hmm. The carbon dioxide that would be expelled from the astronauts yeah. and the hydrogen that was the byproduct of their oxygen creation system or their oxygen production system. They used to just throw that shit out into space. But when they retired the space shuttle, they realized that they needed some way to, you know, produce water on the space station. Sure. Because that's how they used to get their water was to throw it up on the shuttle. Mm-hmm. So they made a machine using the Sabatier reaction, which we've known about since the early 19 fucking hundreds. Mm-hmm. So we've had that technology for over 100 goddamn years. Right. And they use hydrogen carbon dioxide. To create water, which they used to just throw throw away, away, and now they reuse it. 
And not only that, but they have their own recycling system, which is about 75% effective or efficient. Mm -hmm. Dude, you could say the ISS is nearly off the grid. Just about, yeah. (laughs) But these yahoos can't even make their own fucking water. Right, yeah. And they've got fusion reaction systems, so it's not like they're lacking hydrogen. (laughs) And they've got people breathing, so it's not like they're lacking carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. And the waste product of the Sabatier reaction is methane, so it's probably not like they couldn't reuse the methane that you get from that reaction. I mean... Surely they've got some kind of gas group. I was going to say, you could put up the kitchen. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be a closed system. And there's a Bosch reaction that even uh, further closes that system where the only byproduct is atomic carbon. So why the fuck couldn't they make and their God own And God knows you don't need carbon. Carbon's a total waste. Yeah, it's it boggles the mind. And especially the the other civilian ships that they wouldn't have this capability. Mm-hmm. Or pool resources between ships. Or right. here's an idea, just figure it out. Right. They don't have any kind of scientists or doctors or anything on this fleet. Yeah. They just yeah. went so, through and scooped up a bunch of people outside a strip mall. Yeah. <laughs> so this, I mean, this whole episode was dumb. It, it, it was dumb. You needed That's this all episode. I can say. You needed this episode. I needed this episode. I needed this episode like I needed to stub my fucking toe. <laughs> like I like I told you last week, man. Watch out. <laughs> and I'm a lot more forgiving about shit than you are. So yeah. I'm just like I was displeased with it. I'm like, oh, he's gonna love this. <laughs> Yeah, it just. It but see, I've seen the all the episodes, but I have to go back and rewatch them. Get just kind of. Oh yeah, this happened. Oh right, that's when this character came along. I have to get a little bit of a reminder, or a refresher. And I went through, and I was just you know doing the cliff note thing on this, and I was like, holy shit, yeah, <laughs> I can hardly wait. Actually, I'm a little disappointed in your rant. I was thinking you could do better than this. You're actually quite restrained. I am. I mean. For, for, for our yeah. listeners, you need to understand. I'm sure you'll get it in future episodes. He's he's a little bit more dynamic when he comes to expressing himself. He can get a little bit more colorful. This is good. You don't want to scare him off. Right, right. Mixed audience, maybe. Right, right. That's funny. Yeah, but maybe still. A, maybe an audience of two at this and point. And I have to throw in my bitch. There wasn't any pew-pew. Yeah, yeah, no, there wasn't any space battles. There was, of course, you should be happy there wasn't a whole lot of character development either. No, there so. wasn't. I, I found that appealing, but I would have liked some more space shots and a little more pew-pew. Yeah, there were only, what, two, three space shots? Yeah, and you're going to see those a lot over the next three, four years. Like to recycle scenes, Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Shooting models is expensive. Not when you do it on a computer. So did they do practical model effects or did they do CGI on this? Or was it, it was probably a mixture. It was a mixture, I'm sure. Yeah. But even with the practical model, you can scan. I mean, you know better than anybody. You can scan those fucking model shots and come up with a 3D rendering. Well, I don't know that they had that capability back in like 2004. Oh, they did. It's all part of the Illuminati. It's all That's in true. there. That's true. Hollywood, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, the triad. I mean, the whole the, the whole MIB movie series, you know, that was actually disclosure. <laughs> you know what's going on. Right, right. It's people like Marilyn Manson that are trying to bring the truth out, but he's being suppressed. Yeah. Now, another thing that pissed me off was them putting the fucking water stores on the outside of the hull of the ship. That was the stupidest yeah, the only thing, thing I they could have done. The only done. thing I can think of is they were doing it for some kind of protective measure against uh, radioactive weapons, radiological weapons. But yeah, then but... you would think they'd know how to replace it. Once you vented that radioactive material, you could replace it. Yeah, but water doesn't store radi- radiation. Now, the, the particles and shit in the water will store radiation, but the water does not store no, radiation. No, I, I understand. Water doesn't even conduct electricity. It's the particles in the water. I did, uh, uh, it's just stupid. I know. But I was just saying, I was thinking maybe that's it. Plus, they use a lot of projectile-based weapons. You know, water will damn sure slow down a bullet. Yeah, but then you would put the water on the out all... All, all around over the ship, it. not just on two fucking pockets in the nose. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was dumb. <laughs> A fucking warship. That's where the damage happens. But what about when they jump into hyperspace? They got to bring in the pontoon landing strips. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, they got to I mean, be more yeah. aerodynamic in a vacuum. Yeah, maybe they're trying to, to shear that know, off. reduce surface area to reduce energy expenditure. I don't know. I mean, that you can maybe Yeah, because when you take something bigger than the Empire fucking State Building and you're going to start forcing it through fucking hyperspace, that, that couple of hundred feet of difference is... <laughs> hey, we've, we've got hey. the power of a couple of stars in our reactor, but we still got to watch it. Yeah, I'm just... Trying to be devil's advocate on that. I mean, we're dealing with oh, that's magic okay. technology now, But see, anyway, the thing is, they're not running on fusion, though. They're not? No, they actually have a fuel called tilium. What the hell is that? I don't know, fucking diesel for space? I don't know, but they start running low on that in future episodes, and they got to find a tilium refinery. That's one that they pulled out and dusted off from the archives of 1979 from the original series. They need Tilium? To, tilium. That's what all the fleet runs on. They've only got so much fuel. Okay, well, I guess so I'll have hydrogen. To so hydrogen's episodes. too easy. I just, I'm just getting you ready for the next rant. I'm well. Just I mean, hydrogen is still the most abundant fucking. No, 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 no. You can't use hydrogen. No, no, no. They were in a you, fucking nebula you, just two episodes ago. They could have gotten you can't, hydrogen. You can't there. use hydrogen. It's not as good as tilium. Okay. It's not as good as Tilium or Tilium or whatever okay. the hell they call it. But I'm I'm telling you, you can't use hydrogen. It's not it's not an efficient fuel source. It uh, you know, stars only have a limited capacity of a couple of billion years, so we got to find something better. So I'm telling yeah. you, don't don't you keep mentioning they're running on fusion reactors on hydrogen. No. No, no, no. That's right. I I made that. They got to get these so. distilled unicorn farts into the fucking fuel system. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're going to love it when they bring that one up. Oh, God. Okay. It's okay. Well. You know, you're in control of this show. We can switch over to another series at the drop of a fucking hat. <laughs> I just thought I'd let you know. 
They gotta find. You know a, what they, they gotta find a fucking Texaco, man. They gotta put a tiger in that tank in a couple episodes. <laughs> you know what they did do in this episode that they really haven't done in previous episodes, though, right? Mm. They smoke and they drink in space. In space. So Ty gets my head lush award for this episode because I... while he wasn't the person that drank the most, he was definitely the one that planned for his drinking future. Yeah, but which no. one gets the player award? Is it going to be Hilo? Is it going to be I... Is it going to be Boomer 1, Boomer 2? Or are we going to give it to default to Gaius? I don't know. I'm saying we ought to go for the newbie award and drop that shit off on Hilo. Hilo got him some in a combat zone. Yeah, but it wasn't like he was trying to. It was just kind That's of That's what a... I'm saying. It just dropped in his lap. The man so has you're, got you're it going he's on. A... He got game. He's, he's, you're saying he's a natural. He's got he game, absolutely. He don't care that all of humanity's rotting away, walking dead out there. It doesn't matter that there's Cylons everywhere. But... At that same token, you could say not not Boomer got that award. Well, that's why I'm saying you got not Boomer and Hilo. You could hey, they can share, they can share. But I'm just saying, definitely when you're gonna when you're bringing it up and you're talking about you know situation, you know level of difficulty. I'm saying, Hilo's got it. All right, less stress on the fleet. Hilo's got some issues. We'll give it to both of them, not Boomer and Hilo. Not Boomer and Hilo. Not Boomer and Hilo get the player award. There you go. They get the player award, and Ty gets the lush. And Gaius gets the Black Lung Award for the black smoking the award. most. The smoking the most and sharing his coffee. Oh, you episode. only say that. There's a character coming up that smokes so much, I'm surprised a dude can even speak. Really? Oh, we got a smoker coming. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, and he's a total hypocrite, too, so you're you're going to like it. Nice. He's actually a good character. I get a kick out of him. Um, but yeah, there, there's a guy coming along. It's probably going to be next season that uh, he comes along. And this dude brings smoking to an art. <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. All right, then. Well, I guess we've wrapped that one up. Yeah. You got anything else? Oh, I got nothing. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you listening, and we're going to take off for this episode. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Uh, we appreciate you listening. This has been Jason. And Red. We'll talk at you next week. Bye.